even though we do butt heads sometimes and we fight, I think it's a good dynamic because we all bring something different to the table. And we've been starting little businesses ourselves our whole entire life. So it was only perfect and it only fit for us to do this together and to bring in all of our different strengths and build this company together. Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset Show. This is a podcast about the financial, money, and recreational mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. Let's dive into today's show. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset Show and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guests are Courtney and Lindsay Glasser, sisters and co-founders of Gray Bandit, an online clothing business and marketing powerhouse. Gray Bandit does not just promote clothing, but a lifestyle of wellness and positive vibes. Courtney and Lindsay understand that truly exuding beauty on the outside must come from a place of authentic confidence within, and this confidence isn't easy for many young women. Courtney, Lindsay, and others in their lives have grappled with anxiety and depression on some scale and through Gray Bandit are trying to break the stigma that usually accompanies mental illness. They are building a community that they wish was available for them in their previous times of struggle. Gray Bandit is not just a cute online clothing boutique, but also a medium to spread a deeper message and have a charitable component too. Make sure you pay attention to this conversation about a business that started as a college project and has surpassed $5 million in revenue in under four years. Well, hello, everybody. Larry Sprung here, and I have the pleasure of being with Courtney and Lindsay Glasser. They are not only the co-founders of Gray Bandit, but they are sisters as well. So you can only imagine what happens at these meetings, being sisters. Well, I guess it's different than being brothers because brothers would be fighting tooth and nail. But welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. It's awesome. You know, we met probably a year plus ago when, you know, you were probably a year or two into launching this business and you're well under your way. But before we dive into some of that stuff, can you tell us a little bit about each of you, your backgrounds and what your path was to founding Gray Bandit? Yeah, I mean, well, I could speak for both of us in saying that we grew up with parents who are both entrepreneurs. My mom would take us into, she owned a screen printing business. So, my sister, Courtney, and Robert, actually, who also runs this business with us, we would go into our mom's factory and we'd help her pack orders. We'd see what she was doing with her graphic designer. We used to go to soccer games and gymnastics competitions and sell clothing with her. We'd make change. She tells how to communicate with people. So we sort of were already rooted in wanting to start our own business, having seen our mom and our dad do that. And so in high school, Courtney and I tried cutting up jeans and studying them and selling shorts. We tried printing on t-shirts and selling t-shirts, anything we could do to start that was our own. And then for me, I went to college. I was interested in entertainment. So I went to Drexel and I studied entertainment management because I wanted to be on the business side of things. And I had a concentration in sports management and a business minor. So with that, I thought I was going to end up in contract law or something of the sort. And but Courtney and I had always thought of starting a business together and we were both avid online shoppers in college. It was ridiculous like the <laughs> amount of money we were spending. 
But, you know, we had some side jobs. We were making money. We could afford to do that. And we were buying from all of these Australian online boutiques. And we couldn't find those on-trend pieces in the United States at the time that was at ease at our fingertips online shopping while we were just hanging out and whatever. So we were avid online shoppers and we saw this gap in the market. Come senior year, I had to make a business plan for in order to graduate. Everyone has to do a senior year project. So I decided to do a business plan for Gray Bandit. And at the time, I was noticing a lot of companies were including charitable missions into their brands. And so Courtney and I both deal with our own mental health issues. Courtney uh, deals with a few. She has mental illnesses that she can talk about herself. So I thought this would be a great idea to include in my business plan for Gray Bandit. And so slowly but surely, I started writing that business plan. Courtney started making a website. And by the end of senior year, I was in a business plan competition. And I was a finalist. I didn't win anything, but I was pulled to the side by the panel. And at the end, they said, you're really passionate about this. We like what you had to say. I feel like maybe you and your sister should consider just going for this. And that was the first time where I actually felt confident enough to maybe like realize this is something that we can do. And so that sort of led us to launching Gray Bandit online in 2017. And yeah, that's awesome. my story. <laughs> and what about you, Courtney? How did you come to where you are today? I mean, Lindsay gave us some parts of the story because you were intertwined there. But what's your story? I guess ever since growing up, my dad has a computer company, I guess, or a consulting company. And I've ever since I was growing up, I was like, get this computer in my room like I want to. Mm. So I've been on the internet for a while. And I guess when I was 12 or 13, I started, I was on MySpace and I started analyzing behaviors of what people I would see, like what people want at that time. They wanted their HTML, their MySpace pages, HTML coded to be all cool and look cool. So me and my friend made a page that we could provide those services to people and make the custom coded HTML for their MySpace. And then it sort of got over the MySpace era and we went into Twitter when it was first starting up. And I was a huge fangirl for Justin Bieber and I started my Justin Bieber fan page and I quickly gained like 100,000 followers through just analyzing what fangirls want. And I would work with musicians and try to help them gain their fan bases. So I was always analyzing behaviors and trying to see like what I could do to kind of make a business out of what I knew at the time. And I was just too young and I didn't really know what I was doing, but it kind of all led me to here. And when I got to college, I was shopping online like crazy. I was on Instagram. I was noticing that people wanted to know where people were shopping and getting their clothes from. And I saw value in that. And I figured, well, if we go for this business that we've been thinking about, which was starting the online clothing boutique, I know exactly my plan on how I'm going to market it, how we're going to get our name out there and how we're going to stand out in a saturated market. At the time, it wasn't as saturated. Now it's even more saturated, but there's still room to come in if you have your own way of going about things. And so all of that kind of led me here to growing Grey Bandit to where it is today. And with our mental health initiative, I just think it's a great way to intertwine the two because we have such a big platform where girls from ages 15 to even, I mean, 
I would say we have people following up into like my grandma. So depends, <laughs> but they could really be. I just feel like there isn't a lot of people that talk about mental health on social media. And we have this huge platform and I want people to know that even if you do deal with a mental health issue, that doesn't define who you are and you can still get through life and do like anything that you put your mind to or, and come up on top, even with going through and and riding the wave of like your mental health. I don't know how to explain. Right. I get it. And, you know, as somebody who sits on the national board of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and unfortunately lost my brother-in-law to suicide, I get it. And I think it's very admirable that you're supporting those kind of initiatives and those kinds of causes. And like Lindsay said, I think it's something that has become commonplace or more common where companies are having these missions. You know, you have like Bombus really comes to mind, right? Mm -hmm. For every pair of socks that gets bought, they donate a pair. And they're probably one of the more well-known companies out there that do it on a very large scale. But I think the more and more you look, you're finding more companies that are having this social impact mission. But before we go down that road, can you tell the listeners, just because they may not even know, can you tell them what gray band it is, what the product or service is, so they can understand what your guys are offering? Yes. So I didn't know who was going to take it there. So we are an online women's clothing boutique with a mental health initiative. I would say really our target right now is anywhere between 15 and 30. And that was what I feel like was perfect for including this mental health initiative because everyone, you can deal with it at any age, but you're really vulnerable, especially at those ages. And so it's sort of our mental health initiative along with clothing was, it was the perfect fit for us. And yeah, that's just a little bit about Great Bandit. Is there any specific kind of clothing you guys focus on, Courtney, or is it really across the board, anything for women in that 15 to 30 year age range? It's honestly across the board. It's always changing depending on what's in trend and what's in style at the moment. But I mean, one of the biggest things we sell are jeans. Those are our top selling product. So I feel like having a lot of pieces that are staples in your wardrobe are a big like part of our business and what we sell. And then we like to add in all the trendy pieces in between Mm -hmm. that people can pair with that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So listen, if you're looking for stylish clothing and you're a female between the age of 15 and 30, I guess Gray Bandit's the place to look. So one of the things I see, guys, that you talk about all the time is Gray Bandit not being just about clothing. You talk about this also on your website a little bit, and you've kind of implied it here as well. But you're really creating a lifestyle brand of wellness and positive vibes. What does that really mean to you? And what are you trying to do with that? Yeah. So our whole goal was trying to be as real and relatable as possible because when we were shopping online and people had smaller Instagram pages, a lot of what we saw wasn't attainable. It's you have high-end fashion, high-end models. It it wasn't realistic and it wasn't the way we wanted to go about doing our business. And so we wanted to people to know anyone can wear our clothing. And I hope it, we want it to make them feel confident, but it only enhances the beauty that they already have. And so through sharing our own stories with building this business, having our own mental health issues, like bringing that all together and being able to share the stories that we have, that we our own experiences and sharing in that, letting people message us and have full-on conversations about 
how they purchased something and they felt so good in it. And I was having such a bad day that only enhances like the point of the building this community that we always had wanted. And so we share a lot of inspiration through quotes and we share our own struggles on our Instagram page, how we built this business, the struggles we've had. And I feel like intertwining all that into our Instagram feed and sharing their so- our stories on our Instagram stories, we've been able to really build this community around being real, being relatable. We're just like you. And just right. like you is actually one of our core values that we've set for our company internally and externally. That's awesome. So, I mean, Courtney, so it sounds like what, you know, Lindsay's saying is really this lifestyle is really the clothes are just kind of like this introduction or this entree to really support some great charitable endeavors and to really create a community of people that feel comfortable and feel good. And the clothes are just really there to accent that and accentuate that a bit, right? Right. And for sure. And to add on to what Lindsay was saying, another thing that we love to do is we like to add stickers into our package that have some sort of meaning to us. So uh, they say, you are loved, you are worthy, you are beautiful, or let fear control nothing. Things that really resonate with us that we feel like if you're getting that in a package, it's almost like a pick-me-up for your day too. And not even like in the office today, we've been doing yoga, 20, 30-minute yoga sessions every day to add, incorporate that and to just bring morale up and Hopefully in the future, we can even have events where we have our followers and our customers come and do that and help them promote this life of wellness and taking care of yourself and putting yourself first. Mm -hmm. And that's just like a really big part of it. Yeah, I think that's a great idea and great mission. And talking about your mission, you talked a little bit about it, you know, as far as causes around mental health and mental illness. Are there specific organizations that you guys are looking to support and are really passionate about as a result of the mission? So we're always looking for new organizations to support. And our plan as we move forward this year, growing the whole mental health side of things and growing that charitable mission, we are going to launch a new piece, hopefully come the summer every month. And each piece is going to go to some a different charitable mission. So right now, we love the Loveland Foundation. We already donate to NAMI. We donate to Active Minds. And one of our employees just brought up to write Love on Your Arms, which is, my I think, Miley Cyrus's organization. And you donate $500 and they provide mental health services to people who can't afford it, which is, I think, really important because some people want to get help, but they don't have the resources or they're not able to based on their financial situation. So I think that's one of the new organizations that new mission or organizations that we're really looking forward to have a collection with. And there's tons more that we're always open to looking into and supporting a lot of different organizations and their missions. Right. So, Lindsay, can you talk about that a little bit more? Because I don't know that we really got into that as far as what the collections are. How does that work? Yes. And and how that donation ends up from you having a product and then this end donation going to a charitable endeavor? Definitely. So actually, when we started Grey Bandit, I was sitting in my room trying to think of clothing that we would sell to raise money for various mental health organizations. And... I came up with something called the Care Collection. And so we have a few clothing items in that collection currently. And each piece, we some goes to we have 30% of net proceeds go to NAMI. Like Courtney said, one goes to Active Minds. 
And we actually just launched a blog called Ride the Wave back in October. And so we're going to have the care collection also be on that site so people can go and check it out there. And any new piece, any new clothing piece that we come up with, it's usually a quote or something that relates. It's a positive quote. So we have a sweatshirt that says, let fear control nothing. We have another shirt that says, you are gold, baby, solid gold. And so each shirt or each piece from the collection, we decide, we pick a different organization. There are so many amazing mental health organizations out there. And so we don't like to just donate to one, but if we feel like there's a real connection there, we love their mission. Then that's sort of how we choose which organization we're going to donate to. And so on the blog, we actually decided to do a monthly spotlight where each month we're going to talk about a mental health organization share the spotlight on them, donate if they have a donation option. So like Courtney mentioned, to write love on her arms was something that we really loved because it's harder to find organizations that you can donate to that will actually provide services for people that can't afford it for to talk with therapists, whatever it might be. And so they're going to be our next spotlight. And that's another way in which we donate, not just through clothing, but through our monthly spotlight on our blog. Sure. So you're giving them some promotion and time to expose them to other people that maybe they ordinarily wouldn't have been exposed to. So that's sometimes as good as the financial piece, because now they have added a host of people that are potential donors for their organization, which is great. So I want to pivot to the business side of things for a moment. So you're the first folks that I've interviewed where you're siblings and you're in business together. So how is it to create a company and run a company with your sibling? Well, we're all triplets. So we've grown up working together our whole lives. And obviously, we're going to butt heads. But we all specialize in something different. Like Lindsay's the COO. She's the operations. We like to say it as she's the integrator and I'm the visionary. I come to her with all my crazy ideas and she kind of brings them and makes them happen. And then we have Robert who really sets boundaries. And he's like, Courtney, take a step back and really think like, are you making a rash decision? He helps keep us in check in the sense or keep me in check. And so even though we do butt heads sometimes and we fight, I think it's a good dynamic because we all bring something different to the table. And we've been starting little businesses ourselves our whole entire life. So it was only perfect and it only fit for us to do this together and to bring in all of our different strengths and build this company together. Do you feel, Lindsay, that like bringing all these strengths together has been that collectively you're doing something that you would not have been able to do as individuals if you went your own ways? Oh, definitely. I think it makes it a lot easier to take that step because like Courtney said, some of my weaknesses are her strengths. And if I were to just run this business by myself and I lacked in marketing, we might not be where we are today without that. If we weren't organized in the warehouse, we might not be where we are today without my brother, Robert. So I definitely think it's super helpful. It's definitely an advantage that we have the three of us. I know people say it's hard to work with siblings, but I do think because of where all of our strengths lie, it helps us not to butt heads as much. But at the end of the day, we're siblings. We fight. We get on each other's (laughs) nerves. Well, business partners fight, even if they're not siblings. I definitely think it's helpful having... Each of us bring something different to the table because I do not think that this would be successful just without what I bring to the table. Right. So So how did you guys go about, you know, that brings up a good point. How did you go about 
figuring out who would be responsible for what? I mean, was there just a natural tendency that automatically existed for each of you that it was as easy as saying, oh, well, listen, Lindsay's definitely here, Courtney's definitely in this lane, and Robert's definitely in that lane? Or was there some conversation about it that it was a little bit more unclear? As crazy as it sounds, I feel like we sort of seamlessly fell into our roles. Courtney's always been into tech. She's always been good at marketing. Those are her strengths. We've always known that. And I feel like I've always watched, I've always realized there's so many different components to running a business. And if one is lacking, it's going to impact the other positions at that business. So I like to look and analyze like how different things affect each other. But my brother is amazing at organization. And we knew that we would eventually need him in that warehouse, figuring out the best system. So how we can mitigate all of the mistakes. I mean, there've been a lot of mistakes along the way, but he was so good at figuring that out. And that's why he runs our warehouse operations. So yeah, we sort of just seamlessly fell into these roles. And I feel like as we've grown, we've also seamlessly transitioned into other roles without telling each other, you need to go and do that. It just sort of naturally happened, which sounds crazy, but yeah. Listen, it's great that you guys have all generated complementary skills. It's amazing. You kind of wonder if it was nature versus nurture or which side of the equation that was, because it's kind of ironic that you guys have filled in and melded so seamlessly in those different roles. I think you alluded to it earlier with regard to the integrator and the visionary, because I believe that you, when we spoke prior at some point, that you operate on the principles of traction and the EOS operating system. Yes. And we've talked about that on this show. How has that helped you manage the business and its growth? Oh, I mean, we have so much more to learn with that, but it's been so helpful in managing because I think I told you this when we met. I think that managing is really the hardest aspect of the business for me. And so it sort of sets boundaries. Okay, this is how you go about setting up your meeting schedule. You have to know that there's these issues and what's priority at that time. It sort of puts things into perspective. Okay, these are the top three priorities. These are your issues. How are we going to move forward and correct the mistakes we're making so that we no longer have to deal with those? How do you have those tough conversations with someone that might not be working to the best of their ability or or encourage someone to work harder? And so I feel like through that attraction it sort of set boundaries for us because we're only 25 years old. We don't really know what boundaries are at this age. And so it sort of has led us on a roadmap. Okay, this is what's important at this time. This has to be taken care of now. This is not priority. So don't focus your energy towards that. And so I feel like it's sort of just kept us a little bit more organized and it gives people clarity on what needs to get done at this time. Right. And again, I feel like it's helped me with management, although I still have so much to learn. but. Courtney, do you feel the same way about that? Yeah. So to piggyback off Lindsay, we were introduced to Traction by a mentor and a friend of mine, Dale, and she would fly out to New York and she would hold our quarterly meetings and she helped us set all of these processes into place. Like at that point, it was just three of us and our first employee, Diana. And so we never knew that we had, if you're going to hire, you need to have these processes in place because as Diana gets vacuumed up into a better position, she's going to need to be able to put everything that she does and be able to teach somebody. But they also are going to need a guidebook on how to answer the emails, how to go about doing the returns. And so 
without setting all that stuff up, we wouldn't be able to get to where we are now, where we have all these processes in place. And we never even set monthly rocks and we didn't know about that. And so setting monthly rocks has allowed us to launch our blog, has allowed us to know what to focus on and get to the next level. Like getting our app done was a quarterly rock for this quarter. And that's what we focused on and we were able to get it done. And so without learning about traction and implementing a lot of that into our business, I don't think we would have been able to get to where we are today. And that's how we have KPIs, knowing that we need to have this much incoming inventory in every week. We need to have this many new pieces, like all those KPIs that we um, track every week or Mm -hmm. so has allowed us to realize like where we're lacking and how we can get to that next level, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. Yeah, completely. I mean, you bring up a good point too that I want to touch on for a minute because you brought up a mentor, right? How important do you think in your journey, you know, I have a very specific feeling about mentors and mentees, but how important have mentors been to you guys? I mean... My mentor, Dale, I met her through my sorority. She was like an ELC and she was a counselor for our sorority. And she sort of showed me like my power. I didn't even know I could be a leader. And she kind of brought that out in me. She threw me into a position in my sorority that I didn't even want to do. And I didn't never thought of myself as. And she brought that out of me. And so when I started this business and I saw how organized she was and all these processes she put into place when we were running, when with running the sorority, she shaped me into who I was today. And she gave me that confidence that we would have, that I would have needed to even go for starting this business. That's amazing. I mean, Lindsay, have you had a Dale in your life as well? Or I would say that Dale ended up being my Dale. Because, um, when we flew <laughs> Dale her, by default. <laughs> Dale by default. Because I really learned a lot from her. I mean, I had slowly put processes into place before traction because we did hire someone. And I knew that if we if she had no idea about how to go about answering emails or how to do returns, whatever, it would just be going back in circles all the time. And so when she came and showed us how traction works and how these meetings works and at work and setting rocks, it gave me the opportunity to then step into her role, see what she was doing and try to find a way to lead on my own. And I feel like what Courtney said, she gave me a lot of confidence as well to be the leader that I needed to be because without that, it would be a free-for-all. And I definitely think that by default, it was a great mentor for me because she was sure. my go-to. I'd call her all the time, you know, can you check over this process? Does this make sense? You know, how do I go about having this tough conversation? So that having her was so valuable and yeah. still That's is awesome. so valuable. She still sure. is. Especially because of the tremendous growth we have done since August to now, like without all those things that she implemented and helped us implement and taught us, like there probably would have been a lot more times where things would have crumbled because right. when you're broke pretty fast, you can end up crumbling if you don't have these things set up so, and yeah. you know, you're not thinking about like what's next, uh, how are you going right. to fix the situation? Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And hopefully one day you guys will be a mentor to somebody else, because I will tell you this from somebody myself, who's been both a mentor and a mentee, I get just as much out of being a mentor as I get out of being the mentee. It's uh, as rewarding, if not more so being able to help somebody. So as much as you probably don't realize it, you're probably doing as much for Dale as she's doing for you. So I'm sure it's a uh, a two-way street. So question, right? 
We use traction here also. We implemented EOS. We have our level 10 meetings every week. We have quarterly rocks, et cetera. And I love it. I think it's a great framework of great structure. Do you think that this is a system that all companies should take a look at as well? I definitely think so. I think it pertains to any industry, any business. But yeah, I I definitely think it's important. When we were first starting out, I remember I was talking to someone that works pretty high up at a different company. And I was asking, like, how did they get started? How did Because it was actually GoPuff. And they started at Drexel. And they were just kids in college at the time. And so it's like, how did they get to where they are now? And so I think that if you have these level 10 meetings, if you set these rocks, if you have your issues list and everything like that, it can only help aid in that growth because you're nipping something right away, getting down to the root of the issue right away in those meetings but while setting rocks and all of that stuff. So I definitely think it's crucial to every business, no matter how small you are, no matter how far along you are, because we set it up about a year and a half into starting Gray Bandit. And I think if we didn't start it then we would be all over the place right now. And so I definitely think it's something that every business should think about. It definitely adds a lot of order to the business. And like you said, it gives you a lot of practical ways to handle things and issues don't fester and become major problems in most cases, which is tremendously helpful when you're working with clients, you're working with customers, you're working with employees. Exactly. It's time and money. So time is- 100%. 100%. So Courtney, listen, I know today you guys are geared towards women's clothing and women's only. Do you guys foresee changing that in the future or that's your lane, that's your niche, and that's where you're sticking? I feel like at this point, that's my lane. That's my niche. That's how, I mean, our niche, that's like what we specialize in. I've had so many men come up to me and they're like, you should do a men's line. But to be honest, I don't really know much about men's shopping behavior path their patterns and that's really how I grew Grey Bandit. They're was terrible. Able, yeah. Being able <laughs> We're to get terrible the, shoppers. <laughs> right. Being able to get into the mind of the consumer, which was me. I knew what how we shopped exactly. and I knew why we were shopping. Men, like, are they going on Instagram and shopping from ads? Or are they going on Instagram and following somebody and looking to them for style? Like, I don't know what my plan would be for marketing that. And to be honest, if I'm going to get into something and try something new out, I want to actually have a plan. So at this point, I don't see that now, but it's not something that I would write off. So many people have reached out to me and talked, wanted to talk about it. But it's just not our on my level of expertise in terms of marketing. And so I would want it to be nailed down and have an exact like plan, plan. for that before right. I invested all that in, you know, all that time and money into starting like a men's section. I, I think that's an interesting business point that you kind of accentuate there, right? I think so many businesses end up going into lanes that they're not familiar with because they feel compelled like, hey, in order to grow my market, I need to go in this new lane. But if you don't have the research and the wherewithal and you can't do what you need to do with that group, you're almost better off just growing where you are and and putting that time, effort, and energy and maybe going even a little bit more slowly if you have to than going into this new lane yeah, just to definitely. add an extra revenue generator. Right. Like focus on your strengths, focus on the product that like you believe in that you know the most about. And then I feel like as you do that, 
other things will come. But I think jumping the gun and just thinking I need to add more products and new things and but not knowing necessarily how you're going to get to sell those products or how you're going to how those products are going to take you to next step. I just think that might be not as that's just not as helpful or that might put you in a worse spot than you are now. It's just grow slowly and ride the wave kind of and see and ride with that product that you know what how to market it and like the strong points of that product. And then I feel like the rest will come as you keep moving through your business. Yeah, I think when I hear you say more product and not my lane and not knowing, I hear more problems in my head. (laughs) That's what I hear. Yeah, and more problems means more fires to put out. And you, everybody, business, every business, no matter what, you're going to always have fires to put out. But it just adds on top of that. Yeah. So have at any time, Lindsay, have one of you come up with an idea that you really wanted to run with and you really thought was a great idea and the other one shot it down and uh, caused concern amongst you? Has that ever Um, happened? I mean, not really. When we were first trying out swimwear, I would say our brother definitely had his own two cents about that because swimwear is definitely difficult with sizing and trends and things like that. And so I would say that would probably be the biggest conversation we've had. But it was also, we learned a lot from that. And at the end of the day, like it wasn't a mistake, but wouldn't have known what the potential was there if we didn't at least try. And it was still in our lane. It was just something that we hadn't offered at the time. And so I would say that was the biggest thing, but there's nothing that we've brought up that was so out of this world, not in our lane at all that we would really argue about, but it's definitely easier. You know, Courtney and I, we're, we are our customers. So right, it's easy for us to get behind something. Whereas Robert, you know, he's coming from a different perspective. And so we have to appreciate and understand where he's coming from. Like, I think the a big part about owning your own business is being open-minded. And so we understand his perspective, but at the same time, we are also confident in some of these decisions because again, we are our customers. Right. So it makes it easy for us sometimes to make those decisions that Robert might think three times about. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So one of the things that I know is you guys recently hit a huge milestone. You've been around about four years, roughly. You just hit over $5 million in revenue, which is unbelievable. Congratulations on that. And I think it's crazy that what started out as a college project has turned into this unbelievable, viable business for you and three siblings. And it's great. What are the next big steps for Gray Bandit from here? The next big steps for Gray Bandit is honestly just continuing to build our community and to start Right now, we're buying from vendors in LA that sell to every boutique that, you know, they sell to everybody. But in order to separate ourselves, we need to start creating our own pieces. We have started creating some of them, but even more so just focusing on those basic staple pieces that people can add to their wardrobes and really adding those types of products into our store as our own gray bandit pieces. And another way that I think that is really going to take us to the next step is introducing our swimwear line because a lot of young women love bathing suits. They can't get enough of it. When summertime comes around, they want they want a new bathing suit to wear every single weekend. And I think being able to shop for bathing suits and clothing in the same place, it would be so easy for them and so good. I, I would always shop at the same store for bathing suits 
and clothing. So, and there isn't that many places that have that option. So adding that option, I think is going to be a really big step in our business because it's going to bring a lot more people to our site. And then also, I think one of a really big component is our ride the wave and starting to really have huge campaigns surrounding our launches of these products. And for us, it's not really about making money off of that. That really, for us, anything that any of the profits that aren't going to a mental health organization is going to go to pay for employees that are going to help run Ride the Wave and to make events that we can like bring that community together. And I think bringing that initiative and making it a bigger part of our business than it is now is going to bring so many more people to Gray Bandit in general as well. And I think that will help bring our business to the next step. That's awesome. And Lindsay, do you have anything to add? Anything on top of that that's going to, you know, next step? Just piggybacking off Courtney, exclusivity is everything. If you can do what anything that in, in your power to separate yourself from everyone else in the market, it's by designing our own pieces, bringing our own swimwear line. And again, with Ride the Wave, I think our care collection is going to be huge and take us to the next step. I mean, like Courtney said, providing all these different pieces to raise awareness for various mental health organizations, I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that. And it's going to reach a wider range of people than we currently are now. And I think it's only going to grow from the campaigns that we create around each piece we launch. That's great. So what I'm hearing is you're basically going to narrow your focus, be more unique, and really put some fuel on the fire to really grow this thing faster and smarter. And that's excellent. So listen, it's been a lot of fun. We end every show by asking our guests the same question. So I'm going to pose this one to you first, Lindsay, and then we'll go to Courtney. What did you do today? Because remember, this is the Midland Money Mindset. What Mm -hmm. did you do today? that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? I would say doing yoga with our team, actually. This is actually the first or second day I did it with them. And I really realized how focused it makes you. It sort of re-energizes you. It gives you a new perspective. And I haven't had that, honestly, in, I would say, a few months. So I would say doing yoga with my team today put me in the right mindset and gave me the energy that I needed to, to go about the rest of my day to get the, my to-do list done. And yeah. Awesome. What about you, Courtney? So for this podcast, I had been pushing it off for a while. You think it was Lindsay, but I was telling Lindsay that we can't do it because of my anxiety. So I think what brought me joy today is being able to overcome that anxiety and actually going through with the podcast, conquering my self-doubt. And I think that just helped me grow as I continue on this journey of mental health and figuring out like the way. So I had like talking to you and getting to answer your questions was really fun. Awesome. I was just going to ask you the same question. What brought you joy today? Oh, what brought me joy today? What did I do? So every day I ride my Peloton bike and I've shared this (laughs) with folks on a you know on a regular basis cuz sometimes they throw the question back to me and I for a very long time never exercised I couldn't get into anything I would try something and then it would go on the wayside but ever since I got my Peloton I really enjoy getting on the bike even if it's just for a half hour riding as hard as I can and it really sets me up for an awesome day I feel energized 
I get some exercise in and sweat it up, and then I'm ready to rock and roll for the rest of the day. So love that. um, that's what brings me joy, and it's just a lot of fun. I love that. Yeah, so thank you, ladies. I appreciate you coming on the show, and Courtney, I'm glad we could be a little part of that. I mean, you did a great job, and I don't think you have anything to worry about, and I think both you and Lindsay should do more podcasts that cater to your audience. I think you do an excellent job, and it'd be a way to get your word out and the charitable component. And if people are looking for you, we'll have all the information in the show notes, but if people are looking for you and Gray Bandit, where should they go? Uh, They could go to our Instagram, which is at Gray Bandit, uh, G-R-E-Y-B-A-N-D-I-T, or they can go to our website, www.graybandit.com. And we also have our mental health Instagram as well, which is at Ride the Wave, two E's in Ride and three E's in Wave. Awesome. Well, we'll be looking out for that. I didn't even know about the Ride the Wave Instagram, so I will be checking that out. And I encourage everybody else to take a look and ride the wave and get on that wave, because I'm sure with these ladies behind it and their brother, they're going to really cause some waves in the space that they're in. So thank you, ladies, for joining us. I appreciate it and make it a great day. Thank you for having us. Thank you. I want to thank Courtney and Lindsay Glasser for being guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show. These sisters have created an extraordinary business from what started out as a business plan for a college course. In a short time, they've surpassed $5 million in revenue and continue to grow exponentially. Courtney and Lindsay are doing something they love while serving a higher purpose, the mission to help those that struggle or suffer from mental illness, anxiety, and depression something I am very passionate about too. Gray Bandit can be found across all social media platforms and all the contact information needed to find them can be found in the show notes. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. Make sure you visit our website at midlandfinancial.com and be sure to smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content. And listen, please, don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. Be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about the mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.